Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy. I am so excited. I mean, I know I try to vary my guests as much as possible, but today it's just going to be a roundtable. My guests today are going to be all the singers from every James Bond movie. I mean, this is so exciting. Goldfinger, do, 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 the man with the golden card. Oh, it's so exciting. For your eyes only. Oh, it's exciting. Goldfinger, do, do, do. Actually, the whole episode is just going to be me singing these great James Bond classics before they even get here. And now, oh, it looks like there's a tweet on my phone. Let me just check this. Oh, it's a text. Oh, no. Oh, this is upsetting. Um, It looks like all of my guests from the James Bond movies, looks like all of my guests are now canceling. And I'm... This really upsets me. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, you'd think these people get enough attention, all the different singers uh, from the different James Bond movies. You'd think they get enough attention. But, you know, they're, they're canceling on me. They're all going to do um, a karaoke contest over at Mils- Moose McGillicuddy's. That's pretty upsetting. Um, but, you know, I... God. Well, I guess I'm going to have to do what I often have to do. I'm going to have to shine the T.J. Miller light into the sky. It's sort of like a bat signal, for those of you wondering what it looks like. It's, it's actually an image of T.J. from Yogi Bear 3D. It looks so real. And uh, I'm shining it into the sky right now. Oh, Cash! Hey, T.J. Wow, that What's was quick. happening? That was quick. Oh, my God. I saw the Yogi Bear insignia. 
My oh. image, I, oh my God. I came as soon as I could. Thank you for, for, for being so prompt. What's happening? Well, I, I had the singers of all the James God, Bond movies. Damn it, this Batman Go costume singer. is so heavy. What? I had all the singers from the, from oh, the James I, Bond oh, I movies. I love the Goldfinger the song. Man with the Goldfinger. What about a Moonraker? The man with the moon colored rake. <laughs> I'm so but glad said, you can fill oh, in for God, these people. Well, I, I listen, I came as soon as I could, and like I said, this Batman costume is so heavy. Oh, my God. Well, I, I didn't. You really don't have to wear the Batman costume when I when I do the TJ segment. Well, you know, the sky. It, it's sort of a. It is. It, it's kind of an homage to the Bat signal. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Sort of an homage. Sure. Is it spelled homage or homage? It's spelled homage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate. Well, you thank being you there. for having me. Yeah, I appreciate so you being they here. They all, every single. Yeah, they one all of them? canceled. They went to a uh, karaoke contest over at Moose McGillicuddy's, and yeah. I don't know why they need that kind of attention. You mean you think Moose you, Knuckle McGillicuddy's? Well, pretty much. Yeah, yeah Moose Knuckles these or days, Elephant right? Tusk. Elson, <laughs> Allison. No, I shouldn't say Allison. Allison Tusk. Tusk yeah. <laughs> Hey, buddy, you got oh, a little Allison Tux. Uh, <laughs> the front of your pants is creeping up the back of your uh, asshole. <laughs> well, you know what we like to do when we start off the show? What? We usually do the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning round. round. Uh, 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 question one. Mm. Who do you think you could out-passively resist? Who do you think could out-passively resist the other in a fight? Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. or Gandhi? Uh, Gandhi. Mm-hmm. I think Gandhi wins the passive, passively aggressive. He yeah. is the most passive of all the aggressive So he could people. win the passive resist Martin Luther fight. King certainly had, you know, he, he was one of the great, you know, iconic historical figures that pushed nonviolence and passivity as an aggressive way to mm-hmm. change society. But Gandhi wasn't eating. You know, Martin Luther King yeah. always had a little bit of meat on his bones. He still had some strength Gandhi if he needed to use it. Like, yeah. yeah, he looked like hell. Yeah, Gandhi couldn't have beaten up a bird by the end. By the end, if he's fighting birds, you know, it's because they're, they're trying to get it, his breadcrumbs, right? Yeah, yeah. But he would go on hunger strikes. Martin Luther King never went on a hunger strike. Mm, interesting, yeah, if you're willing to give up the food. Yeah, that's a... And how long can you give up the food for? 14 days? Uh, before you die, uh, yeah, I don't know how long. It depends what you ate in your, you know, your final day. You know, like if you really suck down, you know. You... Oh, that's such an amazing point. If you yeah. had like six prime rib dinners yeah. all day well, that you go final day, hardcore towards the, you know the final. And you got to go even. hard. If you're about to do a hunger yeah. strike, you go hard or you go home. Yeah, and in fact, if you plan it out really far in advance, you know, maybe a year or two. <laughs> You see, prime you see, rib. As do much people as you do can. that? Well, they're just like you know what? I'm going to go on a hunger sh- strike in 2016. I wonder. So if- I'm going to beef up now to about three, four, five hundred yeah. pounds, I w- and yes. then you know, and then I'll live longer, and it you know it'll be more fun. I wonder if anybody ever went on a uh, like a somebody morbidly obese ever went on a hunger strike, and it had to end just because it was taking so long, everybody kind of moved on from it. <laughs> He's like, uh, and uh, Jacoby, which is this yeah. gentleman's name in this hypothetical situation, Jacoby is on his uh, 450th day not eating. Yeah. Uh, he did weigh 750 pounds and was unable to leave the house. 
now he's actually he's been doing aerobics. Uh, yeah. He can do a handstand <laughs> at this point. There was a fellow named uh, Jared that, that did a, a, a subway hunger strike, and he, and he was able to lose some Which weight. Which I've done, way. too. If yeah. you eat that Subway Philly cheesesteak, I think you're protesting some sort Something. of social injustice. I think injustice. every sandwich in Subway tastes exactly the same. Do you? Yeah. It's all made from the same material, I think. And by the way, I don't think he should get so much credit for, you know, they're, they're like saluting him for the 15 years he's lost the weight and kept it off. Yeah. I think that is ludicrous. Nobody in the history of civilization has had as much reason to keep that weight off. This is the one thing in his life he's been able to do. He was a really large person that walked a subway and ate some really bad sandwiches. And he Every got day. a lifetime contract a, a lifetime of being a celebrity out of it. And all he has to do, that guy probably has so many other drug problems yeah, yeah. and so many other vices that we don't know about. But this is the one thing he's smart enough to be like, as he's snorting cocaine, I better not eat anything that's going to make me fat because I'll lose my deal. I, th- I think what's interesting, too, that's true. I think what's interesting, too, is that he, I wonder if he has like a personal trainer now and gets all his food delivered oh, totally. and all that stuff. I bet he doesn't eat Subway, though. No, he much. doesn't eat Subway at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sad time in the history of the world and in America. Sorry if I'm getting a little solemn, but it's a sad time uh, for humanity that we applaud somebody and make them a celebrity for not overeating. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that a weird thing that we're like, Oh, wait, you have self-control over how much food you're eating? Buddy, you're now going to be known as Jared from Subway. <laughs> uh, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question, Question two, 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 two. The taser underutilized in elementary schools? I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big taser fan in general. I love non-lethal weaponry. Have you ever been uh, tased? Uh, no, but I've been, uh, you know, they've, they've shocked. I've been hit with a stun gun, which is, I bet, I bet, I bet, uh, Jared does tasers just for fun now. I, I, that might be (laughs) true. That's That's one of his vices. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I could get tased. It might, it might have serious effects on my, my brain, but I did. I shot a taser. Sometimes I shoot tasers in the backyard. But I was and, upstairs at your house once, and you shot something onto a tree. Was that a taser? Yeah, that's a taser. Really? Yeah, and uh, oh, so it has like a little, um, like sort of cord attached to it. Yes, exactly. Because yeah, like it has to you send tase the electricity some branches of, of a tree. A taser palm tree, because uh, yeah. it was being pretty passive aggressive. <laughs> I hadn't eaten anything since I'd moved in. <laughs> Uh, but I, yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I'll shoot those. And one time I shot one and it was, a, the taser was a little wet. Never shoot a taser when your hand is wet or it's wet. Yeah. Uh, cause it sort of shocked me. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so I felt a little bit of what that's like. It's yeah, not I'm great. curious. Is it, is it really bad? Is it really strong? Oh, yeah. It's pretty terrible. I mean, you know, they're made, if you shoot somebody, they will, uh, they'll, they'll literally fall yeah, I don't think we should fall over. I don't think we should tase elementary school kids. I don't think so, and I think I think threatening with it is underused. Though I think you mm. could sort of say, "Get back to your book report, or I'll tase that ass." I think scaring people. Okay, here's what you do: you have a stunt man, yeah, dressed as a little kid. He's first on his day knees. or two of school. He's got shoes on his knees, right? First day or two of school, 
and you tase the shit out of him after he misbehaves, and then they take him off on a stretcher, and the other kids don't misbehave the rest of the year. Let's be real. Like, if you see that, you're like, did you see what Mr. Johnson did? Yeah, did yeah, that's kid? exactly like right. Last For- time, well, he, that kid didn't raise his hand, and he spoke up in class, and he got the shit got tased out of him. He actually did a full body release because of the taste. Because of the taste, I, I think and that's the way to, to do it. Yeah. yeah, look like you killed somebody or tased somebody on the first day of <laughs> school. Scare the shit out of them. That's and a tip too for. That's a tip too for. And they thank you years later. They do. They come back. They come to the reunions. They thank. Or you. maybe they get revenge. I mean, let's be real. Maybe in high school they all get together one night at a party and they're like, you know. That Mr. Johnson really scared us. It was a yeah. nerve-wracking year for us. A lot of us wet our pants and that kind of thing. I had a teacher that was really a, a stern disciplinarian, and she was very unreasonable. And a lot of kids had problems, like wetting her pants. People think people had those kinds of problems. I believed that whole year that there were little tiny people living in my room. And I would walk around my room and like uh, look inside drawers, and I thought I was freaked out that year. And I thought people were coming to kill me every night. She was fired, actually, the, the following year. Really? Yeah, yeah, she was terrified. So what did she say exactly? She told us things like, if you don't drink enough before you go to sleep, you'll die of dehydration in the night. She was a bad teacher. I mean, that's a I'm bad... Not, this isn't that ain't no to, camera Diaz, yeah. buddy. You know what I'm saying? That's a <laughs> I'm bad teacher. I'm not even trying to awful. make this into like a funny story. She what was, was her bad, name? I, I, I'm not going to say... Actually, I don't really even quite remember. I'll say that Miss Vandaway, yeah. who was my kindergarten teacher, was awful. Really? She was so terrible, the kids, and she also got fired. Really? Yeah, no, this one... But, you know, some of these these kindergarten teachers and these, you know, they're, they're sociopaths. Yeah. Yeah, this one was, so... So it would have sucked to have a taser in her hands. Hmm. We're going to move on. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Uh, uh, question three. Three, three, three. Restless leg syndrome. Uh, should they uh, be able to, should they be sleeping on exercise bikes? The people with the restless legs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it would be useful. And, and like last week. Hook we it up with the power. Yeah. Power. They could be powering our earth. In fact, Shouldn't we be using the power of sleepwalkers? Oh, certainly, yeah. For electricity. It would be, you know, it would be a useful way to, to use uh, my We should Bigley's plug in act. the sleepwalkers. I, that would be the, yeah. I, I would run, Pemberton Bottle Stick should run on that. Plug in the sleepwalkers. Plug in the sleepwalkers. I, or uh, the restless leg syndrome should be on bicycles. What I was going to say maybe is uh, restless leg syndrome, just dancing. Mm. That would be my. I'm going to answer your triple banger with another triple banger by saying, "Restless leg syndrome, bad dancing, <laughs> real problem, or just bad dancing." <laughs> that's what it should have been. No, but I think that's true. You know, sometimes I see somebody with restless leg syndrome, and I'm like, "God, that guy sucks at doing the Dougie." <laughs> How many people have you seen with the restless leg syndrome? Uh, I have it, and I look in the mirror a lot. <laughs> You know what? I had another triple beggar sort of related to this. This is great. You know, we Keep have, talking. I we, thought of one. We've enjoyed, we have enjoyed doing uh, the songs with, with that. And I, we love yeah. Jesse Case. Follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, he's the musician from Chicago, not the comedian who's also very funny. 
but Jesse Case did all the music, and he is just a genius, musical genius. Yeah. But we're kind of enjoying, you know, we didn't have the means it's getting, to do It's them. getting to the grassroots right now. Uh, there's been a lot of interesting things with our schedules, and uh, we haven't been able to have an official producer, so last week's show is on pine cones. Yeah. And uh, there's nobody else here, which this changes show- the... The dynamic of the show a little bit. When this we don't week's have show, we have a producer, but he's on hunger strike. Right, he's on hunger strike. He had about he, 40 pounds of tuna in the day yeah. before he went on the hunger strike. Yes, yeah, so we and feel like he's been on for a little yeah. while. Or but someone may harpoon him before he gets down to his good playing weight. Because he smells like fish, <laughs> and he's gigantic. <laughs> but it does, it changes the dynamic of the show a little bit when it's just me and you. It's more intense, it's more personal. And, uh, you know, um, it's, it's, it's strange that we're, you know, completely uh, naked and covered in honey. But I, I don't think that's a, had a real effect on the show. Except for our honey sticks. <laughs> Those are covered entirely in mayonnaise. Yeah, and tar, in my case. Ugh, um, I'm covered in feathers. Sometimes I put a little tar on just to get a little more grip, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. But... That's neither here nor there. Let's move it along to triple banger lightning, lightning round, round auxiliary, auxiliary question. Auxiliary style. More inappropriate first dance. Hula, hand jive, or a restless leg? <laughs> uh, and is that is that the so yeah, just you added somebody, that third dance. Yeah, yeah, when you ask somebody, do, do you want to have a dance? Yeah. Uh, first dance. Hula, try, yeah. What's the second one? Hand jive. I think... Hand jive, maybe. Yeah, the hula is a fun sort of laid back dance everybody knows. But if you go up to somebody and say, hey, you want a hand jive? That sort of sounds like you want to put your hand in their pants. Do you think hula is best? I, yeah, I think, you know, restless leg syndrome. That is, might confuse them. I think, I think a good first line is, well, see, I, I like hand jive. Let's do the hand jive. I think it's really? a funny, I think if you say it in an ironic way. Yeah, you got to do you that. Get a laugh out of her. I like uh, I like this. I like going up and saying aloha. Would you like to hula? Mm, that's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. How it's do really you? How do you? Here's really should be the question. How do you effectively come on to somebody with the restless leg technique? How do you do that? You just come up and you go matungo, <laughs> and then you just let your leg do the talking. Yeah, you just let your <laughs> leg do the talking and let your fingers do the walking. <laughs> Remember that old tag to the Yellow Pages? <laughs> I think not many people that listen do. I met some people that listen to this show, and I, I think the one thing component that all of us have that listen to podcasts is we've got a little, little extra time on our hands. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm going to move on to where were you? Because I was here uh, at your house. Yeah, and uh, it, it was I, I was at your house uh, recently. And uh, you made me your famous concoction. Uh, okay. And TJ and I were maybe in a state okay, of Denver. Might have been enough. in the state of Denver at the time. Yeah. And TJ made me the peanut butter, applesauce, and grapes concoction. And here's Wait, my you crush. don't realize. Right, yeah, it was my ahead, first time I had ever eaten it. And you actually took a lot of care. I mean, you spent like literally 20 minutes working on it so that it was perfect. You kept taking it in and out of the microwave. You kept trying to get it absolutely perfect. You kept tasting it. You wouldn't let me taste it till it was perfect. And my question to you, because I think the whole thing tasted a lot like peanut butter. I don't, I don't know how the Which applesauce or the with grapes. Me. I don't know how the applesauce or the grapes made any difference. How many times have you tasted it 
sober? That's my question. I'm almost thinking the entire thing is the fact that you always eat it when you're no, wasted. No, no, no. Okay. I, first of all, I don't. And second of all, uh, there was no apple How many sauce. times have you... That's there was the none? problem. No. All you need is the grapes and the peanut butter. When you mash up the grapes, that, that you get sort of there was a... There no applesauce that night? No. You had it out. You know, I, I may have added it as a garnish, but I, I, it was not an essential component This all of it. started because about... TJ gets this food service thing that comes to his house, mm-hmm. and he's he's losing the weight for the six movie roles that he that he's doing. I only have two, and and ladies, uh, you're going to be seeing me in Mr. Potato Head: Revenge of not the even, Fallen. You're not going to re- recognize him. And it's so, ironic that Mr. I, Potato I had to Head lose of all weight because I'm playing the smaller ear. Yeah, yeah. It's ironic that you're doing a spud based feature film. Yeah, and you had to lose a couple pounds, and you just wanted to get healthy. You're I had not to you're cut not the carbs. Dead. Yeah. But it's not just that. It's that I had some grapes. I had some peanut butter one day. And I said, you know, I, I want to dip the grapes in the peanut butter because I love peanut butter. So I did that. I thought, geez, this, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ, this is amazing. Right? And so I started eating it. And Cash and I were in the state of Denver. And I said, look, you got to try this. It's unbelievable. Mashed it up. Gave it to him. He thinks it tastes like peanut butter. Looking back, maybe I had too much peanut butter. But... I do like the peanut butter grape combination. I think it's I didn't one of the even best. Taste the grapes, very and it's much. green grapes. We're not talking about you know purple grapes. Green grape peanut butter, and I I made actually made recently. I was so confident in the flavor combination. I made green grape peanut butter muffins, and I, I looked it up, and you know my girlfriend Cherbobel. I had to leave Cherbobel and find somebody uh, with Chirbubble? a name that sounds more like a, a place where a nuclear reactor. Uh-huh. So Cherbobel... It must be hard for, uh, for for the previous girlfriend to know you're dating someone with a name so similar. Hey, look, Chirbubble. you know what? Like it's- they know what they're getting into when we do the dang <laughs> thing. You know what I'm saying, ladies? When, when you do the restless leg dance, they know what they're getting into. When my legs are restlessly <laughs> touching every part of your body. When you're, when you're, when you're doing the hula with them, they know... Look. I'll tell you who must hate you, and I, I, you must be. I think you're a grapist. I think I've told you. This, I think you're racist against grapes. And I am not. The, I love them. First, I just don't like purple you, grapes. I think that they're lazy. First, you I taste them. Take our job. First, you taste them, and then yeah. you put them in your peanut butter. Green grape peanut butter is the best flavor combination. I told Trubobel. I said, "Look at this. Is not going to. I call her Bobel. Mm-hmm. I said, Bobes, this is not going to be beat, and we got to make it into muffins." And she said to me. There's no such thing, and I don't even know if you can do it. Sure enough, look it up on the internet. There's already a great peanut butter muffin recipe. Is there really? I made them by yeah. scratch, did it with the green grapes, and I, I, I didn't buy it, but they said you coat the top of it with with grape jelly preserve. Okay. And, you know, that th- they don't come in green grape jelly preserve. It's all sort of that purple fucking bullshit grape. If I see a purple <laughs> grape on the street, I just yell... Fuck you, perp gray. You know that's why I think you're a grapist. I'm not. You know I just don't you're like purple grapes. I just don't grapes. like purple grapes. Well, look, this is the funny part for me. You have this food thing coming. I grape those have, fucking muffins. Let okay. me put it to you. That I way. believe you. But I you ate had, them against their will. You had about six different, six or eight different things that piled up. I guess over the the, the week that you had been gone, of of different course meals that mm-hmm. they have that they bring in a big giant uh, mm-hmm. cooler. There were about six of them, and we were a little wasted. And you actually took everything out of six different uh, coolers, and we had literally, 
I don't know, 50 or 60 courses. It was a buffet of healthy, delicious We had 50 food. or 60 things that we ate. And I don't think you can 50 lose... 50 or 60 I don't think you can, is it was hyperbole. A lot. It was a lot, though. You have to admit. I think there may have been... I ate eight, so much that there night. There might have been 8 to 10 meals on the... We, we each ate a day's worth of meals <laughs> in one hour. So much variety. But listen to me about these muffins. Okay. You got to okay. make them okay. and you got to try them. I made them by scratch. They're delicious. They're just absolutely delicious. If you don't like peanut butter muffins, then I don't know why you are still listening to this podcast. Yeah, I don't know why you're living. Yeah, I don't know okay. why you're hey, living. Hey, Gandhi, pick up a muffin. Yeah, pick up a grape uh, uh, peanut butter muffin, That's Gandhi. what we should call skinny people. Hey, Gandhi. I bet they do. Do you think, do you think there are any peanut butter people that say, look at this Gandhi over here? <laughs> no, they don't, because they... That's what's weird. They you call him the, Stiltskin. By scratch, you do Do you it. think the people call Peanut Gandhi butter? himself Stiltskin? The eggs, the flour, <laughs> the butter, everything's from scratch. Grapes, put in a little more grape than, than the recipe calls for. It calls okay. for about a cup of grapes. Okay. Put in an extra cup of grapes. Mash it all up. Get it together. Let them rise. It's Concord Grape Preserve that you okay. put on top, and then you garnish it with one single green grape. You're just not going to have a better muffin. And no one makes those muffins. Mm-hmm. So no, they don't. Uh, next time you're having a, reason, a sleepover, bring Uncle Bob and tell bring him. Uncle Bob. Hey. Get your tonsils. Put them on the. Uh, get your tonsils. Put them on the nightstand. The and nightstand. just just make these these peanut butter green grape muffins. Slide into your pillowcase and eat some green grape muffins. Exactly. That advice. And we're not going to do this that much longer. And that's what I want to talk to you. I'm anxious to talk to you about this. TJ landed a, a, all these movies. And you're you're... Here's the question. We're going to move along to essential questions and human nature for this. Essential, essential questions, questions for human nature. human nature or for other four. Can a person become uh, super famous and, uh, and, and not become kind of a, a – and not be changed by it? And, and you're and, just saying here's can, the can a person be unaffected by fame? Not on a, you're always going to be affected by everything that happens in your life. Can you stay the same person? Can you can you can you be as good to the people that are close to you? And that's the question because the other day you mentioned something that made me realize. Okay, TJ's starting to you know have a pretty successful career. You were mentioning something that Flea told you. I, I am going to tell you this though. You know you aren't affected by everything. One time I was outside and I was next to a tree. Yeah. And you tasted it? You no, know, a piece of bark fell off, and I just don't think it had any effect on me. <laughs> I kind of looked over, and I just did. I felt nothing. Yeah, I felt you, empty. You're reaching. You're reaching a, a, a thing though, where where you you reach a little bit of a, a fame level where a lot of people know you. Well, I'm lucky because listen, I'm lucky because of Gore Burger. I mean, the reason I have a conversation with Flea or Henry Rollins or those people is yeah. because of Gore Burger. But your movie career is taking it may take you to a place where it's going to get weird, and I've seen it happen to a couple of my friends, and it becomes hard uh, to hang out with those people because if you're on a level where every time you go out to dinner, everyone stops and takes a picture of you, it's hard on the people that are. Uh, it's hard on the people that are closest to you. It's also hard for you to stay the same because when everybody look, actors, celebrities are royalty in our country. Yeah, that's true. And, and also they are treated differently than all other human beings on our planet. Tell the story about the the um, the restaurant. The, the, yeah, I have a somebody's friend, opening. Yeah, right. yeah. I have a friend that that uh, has become extremely uh, famous, and I've seen the changes in this person since it's happened and uh you know there was a restaurant that was closed and we went out to dinner and it was about an hour after the restaurant had closed and they reopened the entire restaurant 
because this person is a fantastic uh, celebrity and or, or an actor. And how is that not going to change you when you go home and someone asks you to take out the trash or do something menial around the house because you've been married or you've, or even just, how's that not going to change you? How is everything not going to be on your terms? And it does things to people. Now I have hope and faith in you because I think it's harder when it happens earlier. And I think your essence is set as a person. I've known you for enough years to feel like your true core is the same, but I'm going to have to keep an eye on you because it is difficult. It it really is difficult to be the same person when everyone else is treating you differently. And here's the thing that I think really happens. Um, more famous you get, the more strangers love you, and you spread yourself thin trying to please them, mm-hmm. and the people that truly were closest to you have the hardest time and they suffer the most. Now, how do we guard against that? That's the question. Well, None I, of it's happened yet, by the way. I don't know. Because we ate some grapes together. Yeah. I, look, I... There's a lot to th- not to that think worried about, about it. With I you, think about it. A I do lot. think it gets weird. My, my first thing is, um, I uh, my first thing is is that you know I, I think fame is the unfortunate side effect of being a successful entertainer. I, I, don't, I really don't think that there's anything positive enough about fame to outweigh the numerous things that are negative about it. You know, just a bevy of things are really really negative about it. I agree with what you're saying. I, you know, I'm, I'm in a weird place now where I'm not, you know, I'm not so famous that I walk down the street and everybody goes, Oh my gosh, but I'm just getting to the point where you have the perfect level right now, but I think these movies right. might take it to another level. I I'm just a, saying that predicting that right now, I have a good level right yeah. na- now because, um, you know, I'll get recognized every so often. And then some, it's starting to be a thing where I'll walk through a, a restaurant or something, and maybe somebody will say, you know, ooh, that's T.J. Miller. Ooh, look at an ugly Jason Siegel. You know, I say, oh, Jesus, <laughs> Seth Rogen's gained weight. You know, are they like, God, Jonah Gandhi? Hill looks that, great. You is know? Gandhi back and he's gained weight? Gandhi yeah, Gandhi, God, 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 look at that Gandhi. Is that Jared with a lot of hair? Yeah. Is that is that Jew, Jufro Jared? Is that Bigfoot? Um, is that Bigfoot? No, that's not Bigfoot. That's Maytay. That's Maytay. I uh, I told you not to talk about. Is that MoMA? No, he's in Hawaii right now. No, no, isn't MoMA the modern museum of art? (laughs) Museum of modern art. No, is that Yowie? There it is, Yowie. So uh, you know, I I think I'm sort of fortunate in the way that yeah, it's not. It it doesn't interfere. It's not obtrusive in my everyday. I can still go out to dinner with you. I have a couple celebrity friends that it's really annoying to be friends with them now. You can't go anywhere. Uh, without people taking pictures, I think you might have to set up. Uh, it's a different world too. Have, Every, everybody to has a phone with a camera. Yeah, and you know, I've talked to. I, I have some friends. I don't have a lot of friends that are. It's just an interesting subject. It's like I don't have. A, I, have I have a couple close friends that are quite famous: Jay Baruchel mm-hmm. and uh, Anna Ferris, Ethan Suplee. Um and you know, it's certain people. You know, Anna had said that you know she she had felt uh, when fame had affected her negatively because her friends had to actually kind of say to her, "Look, you're you're you know," they sort of help keep her in check. And I, I think that that leads me to believe that it, it's really important to have good family and good friends. Um, but it does. It, it sort of it makes you become more reclusive because there are more and more awkward social experiences in everyday life. Uh, people that don't, 
you know, one thing about fame is that, especially if you're a stand-up, that afterwards people say, hey, take a picture with me, take a picture, and they, it wasn't good, and then they want another one, and then that one's not good enough, and they want another one, and other people are waiting, and you say, look, one of those has got to be good. Let's, and they go, oh, yeah, Mr. fucking Hollywood, huh? Mr. Big Shot, are oh, you too good to take a third, fourth picture? And th- that that happens with everybody on every level, you know. Friends that you think are kind of close friends will start saying, "Oh man, he's changed. He's changed." And in a certain way, you do have to change a little bit. You have to kind of be more You're protective have to set over some yourself. Yeah, yeah, you have to have boundaries. That I, yeah. that, and that's something that I'm not great at. You know, I tend to overextend myself with, you know, I'll do this for you, and if you want this help with this, I'm so flattered that people want to work with me. Or are fans at any level of the of any of the work that I'm doing, uh, you know? Because I I find it to be deplorably unfunny. Uh, <laughs> You're not alone, buddy. But I <laughs> no, no. But no. In seriousness, I think all of us start in the first like five years in this industry. You're just desperate for work, and you're trying so hard. Right. Even even at my level of of. Of of um, in the entertainment industry, which isn't anywhere near what you're going through. But it's look, uh, when you, people when people ask you to you do have things, a level of fame. You know, but no, I'm not talking about fame right now. I'm just talking about being busy enough. Yeah. But what I'm saying is when I, when someone asks me to do something, I always want to say yes. Um, you know, I've I've two kids now. I've got a lot of different responsibilities, and you want to say yes to everything because you remember when uh, nobody was asking. So. It is hard to say no, so I understand that too. It's really hard. You have to make that switch over to saying no more than you're saying yes, and that happens for everybody. That happens for actors, for musicians, for graphic designers, uh, visual artists that make chandeliers out of used bike parts. Mm -hmm. Caroline Fontura specifically is the only artist that does that in the United (laughs) States. Uh, I, I just... You know, I don't know. I mean, I think it's weird. I'm really lucky. I have, uh, I'm very close with my family. You know, I'm usually within five to ten feet of them. And I, uh, I got good friends like yourself. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if I would count you really in that category, but you're, <laughs> you're looking into my eyes a foot across from me. I just couldn't say anything otherwise. <laughs> Um, but it, it is, it's, it's really strange and it's not, the other thing is you can't really talk about it. You can't. Well, that's why I thought we'd talk about it. Cause it's weird. It's weird to watch. Yeah. I feel like I, I, here's what I feel it's like. I feel like I watch. can trust the 12 and a half that are listening right yeah. now that you guys aren't sort of saying, Oh yeah, boo hoo. Cause that's another thing. Is no, no, no one's. Yeah. When you try and say, and it's not really complaining, but when you try and talk about the gripes and the, the you know your I mean maybe they're complaints but you know when you try and talk about the negative aspects of this stuff everybody sort of has the same response which is kind of, and I'm talking about friends strangers friends of family actual family they all kind of have the same response which is like oh boo hoo you know you're you know oh, oh this is yeah it's boo hoo you're successful and you make a lot of money. And so it really isolates. And by the way, they're right to a certain extent. It's kind of like, yeah, boo hoo. You have to. You have a tough time walking around. It's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have if you keep it. If you make sure to keep the people uh, close that were always close and not spread yourself too thin. I've just seen a few guys spread themselves so thin. I think they've lost. They've really lost who, right. who they were. Or they pick, it's up, really sad they pick up new friends, and then if your friends they keep are picking based up new friends. on your... Right. And they keep, picking, they keep picking up these people I'm talking about, higher celebrity status friends, and it keeps happening to a point where I think they're a little bit lost. 
Yeah, so, I, I think that can be the case. I don't and, think that'll happen with you, but I think it's interesting to, to watch. You well, know, I, it is getting surreal when 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 Flea is giving you advice. As soon as Mark Marin says you want to co-host WTF, I am out of here. I'm not doing any more <laughs> guest hosting or filling in for anybody. Uh, I don't care how many times you flash that bat signal. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, you don't have to give the Ranger Jones character bat wings. I mean, that's why it's confusing for me. That's why I'm currently dressed like Batman. Well, you know, but what? I, I had the I had the abs done to to, to look more like my body yeah. than the actual bat suit. So I've yeah. got the bat suit, but it has a little beer belly, a little bat suit beer belly. <laughs> Let's move along to tiny opinions right now. Teeny tiny opinions, opinions. This this fits in with right what we were talking about. I was going to talk a little bit about James Bond because the latest James Bond movie, and this is what we're talking about with your celebrity situation. Mm. Um, I don't want to see James Bond uh, angst ridden about his career choice, and that's the other, you know that's the flip side of this. I think a lot of the superheroes now that we see on TV and the different, they're all like they go the reboots where they're all like tortured by yeah, their yeah, status. Yeah. You right. know the. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's what ruined the Batman movies for right. me. Woe is me! I've got this superhero status, and it's yeah. so hard. You know the song about Superman, where it's not easy to have a cloud between your knees. Fuck off, man! I'd like to fly. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's. I'm sure it's not easy to have a cloud between it's, your it's, knees. It's a little but, different because you know flying. It's harder to if you have superpowers. It is. It's even harder to complain. Stop complaining. Come yeah, on, dude. Uh, but uh, there are no superpowers that come. Like the superpowers of being famous are you get to cut ahead a line, you can eat at a restaurant that was closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're they're actually they're they're less than. But the last three Bonds have been very movies. He's very angst ridden about yeah. his status as a super agent. It's like okay, then work at Subway because right, we're exactly. we're really tired of. We come to watch you enjoy this a little bit instead right. of being so like. Dare I? Should I? It's like it's like fucking Macbeth at this point. Should I or shouldn't I? Well, I think that there's a lot of someone's got to be like, sack up. interested in sack up. Turmoil, it's a fun right. job. Yeah, sack up. Fun sack up. Double oh seven. Yeah. Sack Back it up, you know. Goldfinger, <laughs> the man with the golden gun. Golden gun. That was a tiny opinion. We're gonna we're we're jumping all around the clock tonight. I we love have it. to. Uh, we're gonna have to move it around to uh, a masker, not a masker. We're gonna move around to something that's tentatively uh, titled Tweedleyes. Okay. And are there any other names uh, for it or anything? Well, like that? Uh, some people sh- think it should be called Once More unto the Tweets, dear friends. Once more. And there aren't any other things that people consider uh, calling well, it? Well, other people like to Taking call it... it to the... uh, oh, there's that. Yeah, there's that one. Oh, there's a tweet at! Tweet at! <laughs> there's that one. Uh, so that's one. Um, some people say, to tweet what it takes to survive. <laughs> to tweet things that'll make a billy goat puke. <laughs> uh, some people say that. You like know, a, instead of a billy favorite. goat puke, a billy goat cute. Yeah, b- b- to tweet cute things billy, that a, make a, a billy cute, goat cute. A cute billy goat. Um, my favorite, actually, give a billy goat a bow. I don't think a lot of people that know makes this. It cute. A lot of people don't Little know this bow. about me, but my personal favorite is uh, taking it to the tweets. Give it to the tweets. And you you sent out a tweet which made me remember. Uh, just what a great guy you are. You wrote at not TJ Miller, welcome new followers. I left a ham hock in the icebox and some salmon cream in the butter shelf. Thinks that's stupid? Unfollow. And this is the kind of guy you are. I mean, um, 
you know, I'm not worried about fame changing you because you're the kind of guy that leaves a ham hock in the icebox. I don't even know what a ham hock is. I mean, a ham hock is, is that, a hawk. Is that like of a ham. hawk that has sex with a pig? No, it's like <laughs> like a hawk that, that fornicates with a ham. I there Basically, is nothing funnier than the idea of a hawk with just a pig's head. A hawk face. having sex with a pig. That's kind of gross. Yeah, because I imagine he's flapping his wings when he climaxes. Who would be the aggressor in that situation? Sexually? I think the hawk. So the hawk is raping. I think the, the hawk pig? is behind the pig. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Which should be an expression. Uh, hey, listen, the, the hawk, hawk is behind the pig. And the by hawk, that I mean, I instead of wearing the pants, the hawk's behind the pig on this one. Jeez. Instead of instead of wearing the who's wearing the pants in the relationship? No, the who's uh, who's the hawk behind the pig? Who's the hawk and who's, who's the, the pig? Yeah, I like that. You're that means that you're in you're in trouble. The hawk is behind the pig. You know, this is not going to go well this afternoon. Johnson, you have your PowerPoint presentation ready. Uh, the hawk is behind the pig on this one. I mean, it is about to... A pig is about to be brutally raped by a bird of prey. Well, how about this? How about Johnson replies, The hawk is in position, sir. Let's proceed. You know? I... <laughs> That's what he'd say, too. I think for sure. Yeah. Let's proceed is very funny. Yeah. Thus I, we proceed. I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He has some salmon cream in the butter shelf. So all I'm saying is you're actually offering food to your Twitter followers. Well, and I, yeah, and I, that's the kind of guy you are. I leave. I try and leave something in the refrigerator for them in case they can find out where I live and, and sort of what I'm up to and get into my house and get into the refrigerator, which has a lock on it, because if it don't, then daddy has got hot fingers and cold butter. You know what I'm <laughs> the saying? The man with the hawk behind the pig. <laughs> that's, the next, that's the next one. Hawk fingers. I, I think it's more, you know, I, Twitter is very interesting for me, if only because people really don't, I, you know, I don't get a ton of retweets. And one time I was talking to somebody about that, and they said, well, there's no re- there would be no way to retweet what you're tweeting because out of context it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it's not on your feed, it doesn't make a ton of sense. I think that's why people have problems. <laughs> Describing or listening to our entire show, <laughs> I think that's exactly right. Because <laughs> even when people ask me about it, I'm like, "Well, there's there's some. It, it's uh, you know, we kind of you got to listen. Yeah, that's you what you end up saying. Yeah, right. you, you know, you got to listen and figure. And I feel like it's not for everybody. It's really uh, not. But it, it really doesn't I, I guess, seem to be. For I guess anybody. that's what I'm saying. It doesn't seem to be for anybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't. It's it's only for twelve and a half people. <laughs> uh, I, I just I feel like. You know that tweet is more about something I feel in general, which is like, look, I'm trying to I'm trying to make people laugh, and I hope that you're one of them. But if you're not, then that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need you don't need to. Uh, I, I I can't make everyone laugh, so I don't. It's like need sometimes to. on stage, I'll say I brought a, a large amount of cans of funny and spoons for everybody. So grab a ladle and let's eat. Because that's it, often how when I is it. When shows. is a spoon a ladle? Isn't a spoon just the smallest ladle? Hmm. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. It's the it's smallest, flattest nail. It's 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 almost a handle that was attached to a dish. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. The smallest, tiniest dish. We don't talk about ladles enough. I feel like we, we should. We, dedicate we an went episode. through it, and we need to. We need to get back on track with the ladles. Yeah, put a handle on it and call it a ladle. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I gotta say, you know, and I, I think that might, I, I don't know. There is something interesting too about, 
becoming more well-known uh, brings you much higher visibility and much more criticism. And it becomes harder to sort of, uh, you know, continue on, stay the course in the face of that criticism. And I think it helps if you, I did want to say, I think the later that you become famous, the better. I mean, I don't even really consider myself famous. Well, that's reassuring because I'm on pace for 97 years old. <laughs> that's when <laughs> I mean, I'm going to peak. I like twenty ninety seven. That's when I peak. You, you know how they say like Rodney Dangerfield peaked late? Yeah. Um, I'm going to make that look early. I think you're going to peak when it's too late. You know what? I'm going to be the hawk behind the pig at around 97. Uh, let me get the hawk behind the pig on this one, Johnson. Uh, uh, you know, I, so I, I feel very fortunate that I've had uh, as much time doing comedy without having that visibility, that exposure, that uh, you know, increased criticism. And I, I just, I don't know, I think you're the same way. I think both of us uh, at least have... I don't know if it's the integrity or the autonomy or just the you know the the sheer will force of will to just kind of do what we think is funny and then you know we hope that people like it and if they don't I think unfollow. The best life I think would be to uh to to do the things that you like and uh to do them because you enjoy them and you want to get as good as possible at them. Mm-hmm. And then whatever the byproduct of that is, it's you're already successful. I think if you if you enjoy all those things, yeah, I was uh, if you if you enjoy what you're working on, then uh, the rest is kind of in the wash. I you know when I when I speak with my Gandhi I, told me that I talked <laughs> right before the diet. I don't think he was he got grumpy after like a couple. You know, weeks. a lot of people yeah. don't know this, but before Gandhi would do a hunger strike, he would pig out. He it really was gross, would. man. He would eat popcorn with <laughs> peanut eating, butter and grapes. In. Yeah, yeah. He was he was definitely eating some different ham. Um, yeah, I think I think that you. I was talking to one of my my fifteen healthcare professionals. You know, I have over ten therapists and psychiatrists, and then I have a number of counselors, a social. <laughs> worker named Bertha Nina. Uh, really? And that's actually because her name is Nina, but she gave birth to herself. Very complicated, <laughs> but she's a great social worker. And I was saying that... She gave birth to herself. I shied away from yeah. sports because I never found them to be their own reward, and I always found any kind of artistic endeavor yep. to be its own reward, except I, for I sculpture, find- because if you make an ugly sculpture, it's like the opposite of a reward. It's yeah. like an ugly trophy. Bad sculpture is like an ugly trophy that you give yourself at the end of wasting time. <laughs> I thought you didn't do sports because you're really uh, hopelessly uncoordinated. And it's no, awkward I'm, for everyone that's I'm actually there. quite a good squash player. I don't know really? if you play any racket sports okay. with uh, fruit as the ball. Okay. Uh, or vegetables, <laughs> I guess, in the case of squash. But I also play a little squash. And I play uh, a little bit of, God, I am really trying to think of a fruit or vegetable that sounds like racket to replace in racquetball. <laughs> and I couldn't... Can you offer any help in that arena? Yeah, because I, I, I went off on a tangent. Rutabaga ball? I, I went off on a tangent in my own brain as you were talking about it. Rutabaga ball? That sounds like a racial slur, rutabaga Fucking rutabagots. <laughs> you know that is, that's a bigot who's rude about vegetables. There's a bunch of rutabagots over at that restaurant. Let's not eat there. Uh, rhubarb bucket ball. Do you that's think it. That- that's it. Rhubarb bucket ball. So I was pretty good ball. at squash, rhubarb bucket ball. All the different. All the different uh, court sports. Yeah. You know court what I mean? sports with different. Uh, yeah. Ham ball. Ham ball. Ham ball. That's where you're just, you're playing with a ball of ham. Ha- hawk ball. Where ha- you actually. Ham hawk ball. You actually uh, anally ring. Rape the handball players. 
for sport. I'm sorry. Well, wearing, no, it's okay. And you're so... wearing an eagle outfit. That's true. You're dressed like that weird superhero. Do you think eagle. pocket billiards is making it sound a little bit more regal than the sport is? Po- pocket billiards. I always thought pocket billiards was a metaphor for trying to masturbate in your pants <laughs> with, with your hands in your pants. No, that's called a sticky zip. Well, the, the result the is sticky a sticky zipper. That should be known as uh, one night in the hot spring. That's when you try and masturbate <laughs> surreptitiously. Yeah, I was doing one night in the hot springs. You know what I'm talking about. I'd get under there. Sure, something crawled down my honey stick hole and stayed in my balls, but uh, uh, sure, it, it really felt good, though. I got to tell you, it. I, I mean, it, it was it was worth experiencing. I the orgasms were. I can't. I didn't mention this. They felt during so the bad, and yet, and yet, once they, I can't imagine the release the was truth. extraordinary. It's impossible. I don't huh? believe it. I just can't believe it that you would actually feel good to. It be hurt. In pain. It really hurt. But then it would feel good afterwards. I want to say to the women, it was sort of a cr- you know what you know what uh, TJ. Yeah, uh, it was it, the song "Cruel to Be Kind." Mm-hmm. You remember that song? No, that's what it was. Cruel to be kind in the right measure, baby. <laughs> Gotta be cruel to be kind. I like being I like being cruel to be kind in a half measure, which is when you're cruel to be kind while car camping. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, no, I think I just think pool is it, pool sounds like the sport because it's a little bit. It's not a high end sport in terms of the yeah. the, the I don't know the. The quality, the the classiness of the sport, it's in a bar. But to call it pocket billiards makes it sound like it's something very regal. Yeah, I think that's true. Well, billiards is just better than saying pool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pocket pool, that's weird. That's definitely surreptitious, clandestine mm-hmm. masturbation. Pocket pool is when you uh, when you give yourself a hand job and you're wearing, say, I don't know, uh, <laughs> parachute pants. Like it's more. I, you know, I like. Pocket. You were saying pocket billiards. Well, that's when you're wearing classy pants. Yeah, and you those give are pleated, like pleated slacks. Pleated slacks. You're giving yourself a hand job. You get a sticky zipper pocket out of it. Pocket pool is when, when you, you actually put a little yourself, hot springs water in yeah, your pockets, yeah. and then you go under there and try and see what. <laughs> hey, these are murky waters. So let's let's have some ethically murky actions. <laughs> we're gonna finish with maskers. That's how we finish. Okay. The and I want to say to the of the twelve and a half listeners, there's got to be three or four women, maybe two. Yeah, and we're sorry. I know that I, know. I constantly am mentioning my you know, male genitalia. We're making jokes about that. We've got to start. We've got to think of something instead of honey stick. Tweet us at not TJ Miller, at Cash Levy. Uh, tweet us and let us know what you think the appropriate word for the vagina should be. It can't be honeypot. No, because that's really already can't. one. It's got to yeah. be something really different, and it, you know, it's got to it, be something different for the twelve and a half. And, and I swear to God, if one more woman comes up to me and says, "Take a peek at this tuna cavern," I am out the door. Uh, I also want to say, I don't know why, but like maybe this explains. I'm self conscious already having talked about fame stuff because I want people to know I don't walk around thinking like, oh, I am so famous. This well, that's is, what I'm saying. You're not. Just, you're not any different subject, so far. It's a subject. You're not that any I, different. I so think far. is really interesting. I just thought I'd call you out on it so that later when we see you change, I can point back to this episode and say, you, you can see, look back at this. You see what happened? Mm-hmm. He had a skywriter every day. Uh, hey, is it deductible? I want to ask you, my accountant. Oh well. I mean, we found out with the Pemberton. Actually, Pemberton Buttlestick spent uh, over thirty-five thousand dollars on Skyriders. 
It's and, uh, one of the ways that you can really get people to know what's going on. Somebody yeah, started but, a but Kickstarter. What's weird about it was it didn't ever say Pemberton Bottle Sticks. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, no, uh, it said all it, different it, kinds it, of well, stuff. Well, it said, like, eat more McFlurries. So I don't feel like you got a lot of bang for your buck on that. McDonald's pitched in $1,000 of the 35000 Okay. Though, to have okay. all of it be McFlurry-related. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move it along to Maskers. Okay. Um, Lauren A. Silver at... Uh, Edgar Allan Lowe, 88. That's good. Yeah, Edgar Allan Lowe, 88, writes, The trash bag is New York's tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, I think that think was after is. our episode Tumbleweed Rodeo, which was one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that is true. The trash bag is New York's tumbleweed. That's great. Yeah. Now, here's one I, I, I think we'll enjoy. How much time needs to pass after a breakup before it's okay to sell things your ex gave you? Sell those things. I think it depends on how. I, mean, I don't think you have to wait for the breakup. That's what I, I was, think. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I, I think that should precipitate the breakup. I think that should cause the breakup. If you want to have a breakup, that's an easy way. Well, she finds you selling some right. of the stuff you gave. You she sell gave the you. earrings that she gave you because you don't have pierced ears. <laughs> I. Uh, you sell I, the I parachute think, pants. I think it depends. I think it's more about you. If you broke up with the person. I think you should wait three months. I think if they broke up with you, if it helps you to sell that stuff the next day on Craigslist to get rid of it and have a little cash and go out and use that to get a good to swift buy another, fucking from a hawk. Yeah, to buy another girl. Yeah. This was, by the way, that was from Chris Bennett at Chris Animations because that was a good one. Um, yeah, I think you could sell stuff. I don't think. I think it all has to do with your psyche. I think it might make you feel better pretty quick. Uh, yeah. I don't think you want to leave that stuff out so that you can look at it. Get rid of it immediately. You don't want to leave pictures out of no, your ex. No. Even if you think there's you a chance make sure you that her smell is, You want right. to make sure her smell is gone even quicker than anything visual. Would you agree? I, yeah, I think you want to get rid of the smell first, then all visual aspects of it, then anything that you touch that reminds you of her, pieces of her skin that, are, that you've cut and put around the apartment, stuff like that. You don't want to... Yeah, if you have her umbilical cord uh, anywhere near your bed, get rid of it. It's going to remind you of her. And also the sense of hearing. You know, you want to get rid of that. If you can hear echoes of her voice because you put tape recordings of her saying, hello, in different parts of your house, throw those out. Sell those. The, the, the Who's different... using tape recorders? Yeah, the, yeah. Can't even get any money for it. Throw them out. <laughs> the mannequins that you have and the statues of her. Uh, and a lot of us do that. that. If you have an ones. altar to that person, first you want to get slaughter a goat and throw it at the, the, the headpiece of the altar. And then, yeah, get rid of that. Throw the uh, fatheads that you had made of her. You know, fatheads, they yeah, do those sure. with athletes, those big giant yeah. poster type things yeah. you put or on the, the wall. You know, if you, if, if you, you have a fathead of, of your custom bobbleheads, right? the bobbleheads you had made, try to get rid of those. Rip the heads off of them first and just let them be stationary bodies. Because mm-hmm. what is a bobblehead without a head but a stationary mm-hmm. body? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start trying to sell that on my. Let me know if you think this is a good idea, but if any one of you of the 12. Sorry, speaking tongues there for a second. Uh, if any of you of the 12 and a half would buy a stationary body, which is the opposite of a bobblehead, okay. of cash rye, it's just our torsos, no head, mm, no head. Uh, let us know. We can get this manufactured. Yeah, we're no going to do that. We're yeah. always going to have the 12 and a half t-shirt. With the t-shirts you had made of her, 
uh, make sure to get rid of those as quickly as possible. And also the engravings around the house. Yeah. Uh, you know how cave dwellers used to draw pictures of uh, you know different those animals. They loved, yeah. Those they loved. Make sure to get rid of all the different uh, engravings that you've done. Of you, her. Want, you want to do that? You also, uh, if you paid a uh, prostitute to get plastic surgery to look more like her mm-hmm. so that you could ha- be in the company of someone who looks similar to her while she's gone, mm-hmm. You're going to want to go ahead and let that, that young woman mm-hmm. go. Get rid of the pets that she brought with her, even mm-hmm. if you've fallen in love with those Get rid pets. of the pets that you bought because they look like her. <laughs> All the look-alike pets, including yeah. the fish in particular. If there's a really... rug that the two of you use to put a dead body in, roll it up in the rug and throw yeah. it into the river, <laughs> go to the river, get the rug. You know The body should be decomposed by then. And you know sell the rug. If, if there are any walls in your house that you were leaning against <laughs> while you talked to her, and that brings back memories, I want to bring down wrecking those walls. Ball. Yeah, bring even, a wrecking even ball. if it turns your Wreck home or apartment into a studio. If if the outdoor area, if you find yourself maybe lying on the grass in your the backyard, bird bath that you made love the bird in, bath you where made you pull your pants down I and put your bare bottom in the bird bath, the entire backyard. I would get rid it. of the bird bath. Get rid of it. And remember, folks, if you're if you're having intercourse in a bird bath with hot spring water. You might as well be hunting for bacteria <laughs> right to put in your, in your tuna cavern right and in your honey your tuna, sickle. Yeah, your honey sickle. Um, tuna cavern's disgusting. I'm sorry yeah. that I said this a second if time. You, if you spoke a certain language with her, I would suggest never speaking that language again. Uh, just because that'll remind you of Even her. if it's English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you had hair, I would shave it. If you didn't have hair, I would grow it out. Any part of your, you. any part of your face that she touched at any point, mm-hmm. flay that skin flay off of it. And flay even it. if you're an old, even if you're an old muscle Burn face, it. you know that's better than every time looking in the mirror and remembering the places that she touched mm-hmm. you. Breakups mm-hmm. are hard. Breakups are hard, but we've just pretty much given the answers to how to kind of make that soften the blow a little bit. I think so, so. We hope we helped. Well, we hope that you you've you've had a fun time. You've laughed. Uh, but that also you maybe learned if something. If you listened, before we go, if you listened to this podcast with her. Um, keep listening to the podcast. Keep listening, yeah. Keep but listening. definitely make, you know, hire someone to kill her or at least deport sure or displace her. Make sure she can't real. ever listen again. Yeah. Especially this particular episode, because she'll know it was about her. You know what Van Gogh did? did do that to her twice. <laughs> TJ Miller, it was great to have Paint you. Paint a picture of the landscapes around her twice. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Cash. Hey. Thank you to everybody. Thanks so much. We love you guys. Please review the podcast, right? On review iTunes? the podcast on iTunes. Check us out. Uh, you know, check out our, our websites, that kind of stuff. If you DVDs. see if you see there the Russell on the street, just yell out, uh, "Hey, the hawk's behind the pig, friend. <laughs> the hawk's behind the pig." Deshai, 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 kaka, kaka. Now leaving Nerdist.com.